thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast are solely those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. I'm Mike Erdenbeck. I'm Alex Gorley. And these are our Soberless Thoughts. And tonight we are drinking uh, some shit that we had laying around the house. <laughs> some uh, vanilla vodka, because no house is complete without some vanilla vodka. That's right. And uh, some Dr. Pepper, because again, uh, I wouldn't know what to do without Dr. Pepper in my fridge. <laughs> I got to be honest. I thought I had vanilla vodka when I told you that, and I realized it was marshmallow flavored vodka. So Ooh. I'm doing, I think I did this before when, when we made your concoction with the pineapple juice and vanilla vodka. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I did this. I don't know why I keep thinking this is vanilla vodka when I'm like, yeah, I got vanilla vodka. Cause it's one of those. I just assume I have, yeah. and I go down there. I'm like, damn it. It's marshmallow. Uh, I mean, it'll, it'll work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got almost a full bottle of Smirnoff vanilla vodka good god i forgot you would like crush that stuff yeah yeah that's your grown-up juice uh yeah <laughs> i don't know how long i've had this it's not just marshmallow it's fluffed marshmallow flavored vodka smirnoff and i've had it for so long probably since like 2010 oh wow uh, yeah uh it's been it like it's 11 like you know it's about to go to middle school uh <laughs> <laughs> Is this drink like is this called anything? Just vodka, like I mean, vanilla vodka. And honestly, any of these, like, all right, don't get me wrong. It, for all the bartenders out there and all the non-bartenders, like, all so like everything has a name. Yeah, but most times, if you go up, you go, "Hey, give me a rum and coke," or "Give me a vodka and cranberry." Like most people are just gonna say that, and the bartender is just gonna go vodka cranberry. You know, like whatever, but. Some places you go up and you're like, can I have a Cape Cod? Honestly, it's like one of those things like that's like what old school people used to call it, which all that is is vodka and cranberry juice. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, anybody in the right mind is going to go, yeah, just give me a vodka cran. It's quicker than going, I'll have a Cape Cod on the rocks. Yeah, because I looked this up, uh, vanilla vodka and uh, Dr. Pepper. And the first thing that popped up was a, a drink called Dr. Cake. Mm, that's I like that. That's a good name, Dr. Cake. So we're drinking Dr. Cakes tonight. Yeah, Dr. Cakes. I'm gonna be shaking my cake around. Uh, I I gotta be honest too. I'm going healthy. I have been. Uh, I've been drinking this stuff called seltzer water with a hint of Dr. It says Dr. Flavor, but it's Dr. Pepper. Oh wow! Uh, but it's like a soda water that tastes like Dr. Pepper. It's like the Lacroix of soda. Okay, so I'm oh. I'm trying to be healthy. So you got that and marshmallow vodka. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty much clear. All right. So I guess let's uh, let's try this. Let's try them. Dr. Cake. I could drink that all night. I could totally see where vanilla and regular Dr. Pepper would taste amazing together like there's hints of flavor but <laughs> that's all it is like i just i i like you have a rig you have a regular drink i literally yeah. have the essence of flavor <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, but it's a lot of water um okay. 
I probably put too much ice in it. Mine is uh, full flavored, full flavored. Yeah, mine's a skinny girl Dr. Cake. And that's what this reminds me of, of a skinny girl margarita where it's like there, there is liquor in it. But there's also uh, other things, but it, most of it doesn't taste like it's there. Mine tastes like a vanilla Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Like just it's, straight up. It sounds delicious. And I probably should have done it. I feel like if I had vanilla Dr. Pepper, like a can of vanilla Dr. Pepper and put this in it, it would be too much vanilla. Yes. No, no, no. You don't want to double down. You want to make the vanilla. You don't want to double down on it. So uh, speaking of doubling down tonight, we're doing two stories that involve the Ring of Solomon. Ring of Solomon. <laughs> so yeah, I know two specific stories that involve uh, King Solomon's ring. Yeah, we'll go through those. Alex, you uh, tell me what you know while I'm telling you what I know, and together, like we always do, by the end of the podcast, we will know everything there is to know about the Ring of Solomon. Side note: Before we begin, uh, the Ring of Solomon doesn't it sound like something from? like D or game of thrones or like like first we must acquire the ring of solomon to get the princess from the tower uh <laughs> ah, dude definitely that's why so the reason we're we're talking about this this episode is because the other day i just happened to be listening to our old episode about how to survive jen yes and in that episode uh, you bring up the ring of Solomon and it, and kind of just like, as like a side note, like in passing, you brought it up yeah. and I, and I had to stop you and we're like, wait, 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 go back. What, what was that? The ring of Solomon. <laughs> yeah. How do we not, how have we not talked about this yet? And, uh, and then I, I remember saying on that podcast, I was like, all right, we're going to do an entire episode just on the ring of solomon and here it is that's right i know that's what i like when you when you sent me this idea i was like oh that's perfect it's a callback and we're you know there's so many times that we've gone we should look into this more or we should hit that up later right and this is one of them times one of those times one of those times so who is king solomon so King Solomon was this dude. <laughs> he was a guy and apparently he was a king. Yeah. Um, he was uh, the son of David, the warrior king of Israel between 970 and 921 BCE. I do have a little bit of, of this stuff. Uh, Solomon was one of King David's 17 sons. And on his deathbed, the warrior king, David, goes, I bequeath all of this to my 12-year-old son, Solomon. And yes. for whatever reason, they just went, hey, that sure, fuck it. What, uh, what he says, what he says yeah. goes. Yeah, King David, he was from uh, the David and Goliath fame, right? I believe so. Yeah, I didn't go too far, and I've got to be honest, I'm not as well-versed on my biblical knowledge as much as I should, even though my wife is very versed because 
she comes from a very like religious family and uh there was one of the stories about Solomon that I was like, yeah, hey, yeah, he's the guy that did this. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you don't know that story. That's the one I know. Right. <laughs> um, so my man, Solomon, uh, number one, you can find him. I thought this was cool. He's been referenced in many religious books from Christians, uh, the Torah for the Jewish faith, I think that's right. Muslims, even Rastafarians and Freemasons have all referenced. And there was actually more than that. Uh, all reference this guy. So it's pretty known fact that he was a walking, talking guy from back in the day. Oh yeah. Uh, and he's big in the, uh, the, the devil's Bible. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I definitely got into a little bit of that too, about the Necronomicon and all this other stuff, which right. I was felt bad because when I was researching this, I was doing a little bit of YouTube research and, um, uh, just to kind of get some rough ideas. And I was on my wife's YouTube. I'm like, I'm sorry about <laughs> me just jacking up your, uh, <laughs> your algorithm, your, your algorithm is jacked. It's going to be nothing about except for like how to provide for a baby and the occult. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so here's to her. Yeah. Hi, I'm full of shit. 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 Hey guys, I'm full of shit. Hi, I'm full of shit. <laughs> Hey y'all, I'm full of shit. So, I'm full of shit. Hello, I'm full of shit. I've got so much shit inside my ass right now, it's really bothering me. I'm full of shit. If you're constipated, grab yourself a generous helping of Asplosion Probiotic Greek Yogurt. For that creamy release, you not only need, but also want. So Solomon, so he was, I think the last king of Israel, if that was right in my head, um, he was the last king of Israel, but he knew he needed wisdom, uh, to become a good king. Yeah. And they say, as the story goes, that he had a dream as a young king, uh, that, God asked him that I guess he God was um, okay about the way he like rose to the throne, came to him in a dream and basically said, uh, I will give you like any wish you want, uh, uh, essentially, what would you like? And because him being humble, he didn't ask for riches or glory. He goes, I want wisdom because I have to lead this country. And then right. Uh, God being thrilled with what he said goes, I will give you wisdom, glory, and riches. Whew. Yeah, yeah. You know the wisdom story about the with the two mothers and the baby? That was the story I knew. Was that uh, the story you knew? Yeah. Yeah. That was the one I heard and I told Cass and she was like, What are you talking about? And I was like, just wait. And I found it on YouTube. I'm like, here you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that I feel like that's probably the most famous story yeah. about solomon's wisdom yeah oh yeah yeah for sure where basically there's if you don't know uh 
<laughs> there's two mothers and they claim they both are laying claim on this one baby. And they're both saying that they're the mother of the baby. And uh, Solomon says, all right, well, to basically to end this argument, I'm going to split the baby in half and each of you can have half the baby <laughs> And the one. And the one mother's like, well, don't please. God don't kill the baby. Like she can have the baby. Like if it's, if it's going to come to that. And then he, he, you know, then gives that woman the baby because he says, you know, it's the mother who would spare the baby's life. Exactly. Uh, I got to be honest. I went too far deep into that story for <laughs> the general research we were doing um, because I got sidetracked and was learning about how uh, they think that the two women were prostitutes yeah. because if they were married or they're either prostitutes, prostitutes or widows. And because if they had men in their lives, they would have been represented in court because it was two women solo that they that means they didn't have a male representation because things were very misogynistic back then. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, so like they the the vibe goes that they both were pregnant from working in whatever whorehouse or whatever the hell it's called. I can't even think. Temple of Ill, Ill Repute. What the hell is it called? <laughs> Um, I like that. A temple of repute. That's great. I just, I can't <laughs> think of like, all I can think about is Dolly Parton, like little whorehouse of Texas. And I'm like, what is that called? A, a brothel. A brothel. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Where's a dictionary when you need one? Uh, so they were, they live in a brothel and, but apparently they both got pregnant at the same time and they both had kids and sad to say one of theirs didn't make it. Uh, so what that one did was went into the other one's bedroom and switched out the babies and took that. But when the other mother woke up, noticed that there was a, like a dead baby in her crib, but it wasn't hers. She then had issue with it. And then that's where the confrontation lied. Yeah. And then there was another story about one being one's a mother-in-law and one's a daughter-in-law both widowed and the mother-in-law claims that it was her son, but the daughter-in-law claims it was her son. And the reason being that if the mother-in-law had another child, it was common practice back then that the daughter-in-law was required by law to then marry the brother of her, uh, like late husband. Oh, wow. So they, so they both, so if she claimed that the baby was hers, she wouldn't have to marry him huh. when he became of age. Uh, but so when King Solomon was like, Hey, I'll just, you know, we'll just chop this baby in half. The daughter-in-law was like, sweet. That gets me out of having to marry this thing. And then <laughs> the, you know, the mother-in-law was like, for the love of God, no, uh, <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, I went way too far into that story. <laughs> Dude, that reminds me. <laughs> Never mind. <clears throat> uh, I was going to make a joke about Hunter and Bo Biden. and <laughs> But never mind. 
mean, whatever, mate. Get it out of your system. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, well, because it's it's known that Hunter Biden's been uh, going around banging Bo Biden, who died in service. Oh, I will cast you. His, his widowed wife. Yeah, yeah. You know, so then, like, really, really, they're just doing what you know what's yeah. been known what they did his, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with it, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know why God makes such a big scandal out of that. Yeah, for real. I mean, that was like law. Like you right. had to do that. Yeah, you didn't have a choice. Yeah, that is at least funny. they have a choice now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do it for love of the game, right? right. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, oh Lord. Uh, <laughs> so the Ring of Solomon. Uh, the the reason why and the reason how Solomon got this ring was he was building up the city of Jerusalem. Yep. And his lead engineer's son was having his life essence sucked out of him through his thumb at night <laughs> by a demon. Yeah. <laughs> As the story goes. Yeah. Which sounds like a weird cover up. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, your thumb was it? Okay. Right. Yeah. So so this kid's getting super malnourished yeah. and uh and the lead engineers like freaking out about it. He can't he doesn't know how to solve the situation and he's like way behind on his projects and shit. And Solomon comes to him like, what the fuck is going on with you? Yeah. And he explains the situation with his kid. So Solomon, as he's like super tight, as we've always, as, as we've already said earlier with God, he's super tight with God. Yeah. He, he prays and he says, I need to fix this situation. So God sends down Archangel Michael that night. And Michael stands before Solomon and says, I grant you this ring and this ring will control all demons that you basically tag with it. But the thing is you have to keep the ring on and then you can control these demons. Yeah. Solomon's like fucking dope. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> he goes to that kid. He's like, here, take this ring. When the demon shows up tonight to start sucking on your thumb, smack that fucking demon with this ring and you'll control the demon. Right? Yeah. So, so that night the demon shows up, the kid takes the ring, hits the demon with the ring and the demon it's like frozen and the demon's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> the, yeah. How, like what happened? How, how is this happening to me? What is this? Yeah. So the kid's like, I'm taking you to Solomon and you're going to answer for your bullshit. And the demon's like, ah, fuck. All right. And he gets like dragged. I can just imagine this kid like dragging a demon behind him, like up the steps to the fucking palace. <laughs> yeah. Can you picture that? <laughs> like I, I, I kind of picture like he's got like a knapsack, like he's like sitting there like over his like shoulder, like yeah. pulling forward, just like, oh god, you fat shit. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, 
So he gets the he gets the demon up to Solomon. And uh Solomon's like <laughs> basically he tells that demon to use that ring. And I don't know, like the story here, it gets a little there's some holes in the story. <laughs> Let's yeah. just say. But he tells this demon to use the ring and go around and capture as many demons as he possibly can and bring them back to Solomon. And that's what the demon does. And then so now so now Solomon's got like this whole army of demons basically. Yeah. And he and he basically just puts them in charge of building the city of Jerusalem. So the city of Jerusalem is literally built on the backs of demons. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> According to the story, I mean Yeah, if, yeah. So one day, uh one of the demons that was caught by Solomon was uh this guy called this demon called like Tuskmundlo or Tusmondolo or something like that. And uh it's probably good that I don't remember a demon's name. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> and this and he's standing there next to Solomon. And he's the king of demons, is who this guy is. Yeah. And uh Solomon's kind of being snarky and is talking about how like you demons act like you're so big and powerful and everything. But like, look at me, I'm like controlling the shit out of you guys. You guys aren't that, uh, you guys aren't that tough, you know? And, uh, the King of the demons looks at him. He's like, if I had that ring, the shit I would be doing with it. Like you ain't doing nothing, man. Like, yeah, (laughs) I'd be, I'd be knocking some shit out if I had that ring. Oh yeah. And Solomon's like, prove it. Like, come on, let's see what you got. He's like, look, here, I'm going to hand you the ring. I'm going to give you the ring. Don't do nothing stupid. Give it back to me when you're done. But I want to see what you got. Let's see what you got. Yeah, that's there. There goes that wisdom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. So he so he hands the demon king the ring. And as soon as he hands the demon king the ring, he like looks at Solomon, starts laughing and flips it like 400 miles the opposite direction into the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah. And Solomon looks at him like, dude, what the fuck? What and the then fuck, he, bro? And then he backhands Solomon like, fuck you. Like 400 miles the other direction opposite of where he flipped the ring into the Middle East. And <laughs> He goes flying out into the sand. Damn. Yeah. He got bitch slapped. He uh, did. He got bitch slapped into another fucking country. <laughs> yeah. I'd be surprised if he survived. In reality. But we're yeah. talking about uh, biblical times here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he probably got caught by a whale that then spit him out. I <laughs> do side note. Did you see the article today about a scuba diver that was lobster, like who like goes to the bottom of the ocean to get lobsters who was actually swallowed by a whale? Yeah, dude. How crazy. That's some Ahab sh- or whatever the hell it is. Like, I was like, Oh shit. Like that. I, to me, I was like, that sounds like the most horrific thing ever. 
Oh my um, god, yeah. I want to put that on uh put that on Soberless Thoughts and link it to another article I read like less than a week ago. But yeah, I want to put it right next to this article I saw like less than a week literally less than a week ago that said that it's physically impossible to be swallowed by a whale. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know for you. He was in the mouth and uh, it sounds like the whale did not like him there. Yeah. And it's completely by accident. Um, <laughs> okay. So Solomon lands in the desert, lands in the Middle East somewhere. Takes him like uh, a little over a month to walk back. Right. Yeah. By the time he gets back, he's like nasty, dirty. His clothes are all raggedy and shit. And he gets into Israel and. <laughs> He starts talking about how he's he's King Solomon and like he's trying to get back to the palace. Right. And people are laughing at him and shit because he's like this crazy beggar looking dude screaming and shouting, saying that he's King Solomon. Yeah. And he don't look like King Solomon. And they're like, and on top of the fact that you don't look like King Solomon, fucking King Solomon is up in the palace right now. Oh, snap. So he goes up to the palace, looks, and there stands somebody who looks exactly like him as King Solomon dishing out orders to like the fucking engineers and the army guys and shit. He's like, what the fuck? (laughs) But turns out that that king of the demons went after he did that. He transformed his image into looking exactly like King Solomon. And nice. for the last for the last 40 days, he's sitting there basically running the palace, doing going on, you know, having each one of King Solomon's fucking 37 wives come into his bedroom and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I read a, a thing that he had a harem of one thousand. Yeah. So yeah. A three hundred he had hold on let me i actually hold on i took a picture of it so i wouldn't forget because i was like "Ooh, what's up playa um some records say he had 700 wives and 300 concubines and that's mainly because a lot of people wanted peace with that country so they just marry off like oh i've got three daughters i'll give you the youngest one and whatever will be peace between our kingdoms yada 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 yeah but he had to remember this and then (laughs) And yeah. then, and then he had to somehow find shelter and food for all these fucking women. Yeah, Dude, that sounds like more of a more of a burden than it does a privilege to me. Yeah, seven hundred. That's one every day for over two years. With it, yeah, three hundred and sixty-five days in the year. Yeah, I was sitting there trying to do the exact. 365. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. About two years worth of wives, just wives. You forget that he still has 300 concubines that he's going to yeah, like. But he could be Babe Ruthing it up where he's got like a 10 in one day. I mean, that's true. He could be Babe Ruthing it up. Like, yeah. you know, Babe Ruth wasn't picky. Uh, <laughs> the dude was my hero. He's like, whatever, man, just bring him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, okay. So Solomon, so now he's, now he's literally like the, the beggar on the side of the street 
that yep. nobody's listening to. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. And uh, this fisherman takes him in, right? And uh, has a soft heart, brings him into his house. Like, look, dude, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a meal to eat, you know, and then I'll send you on your way. Yeah. So he sits down to eat dinner with this fisherman, cuts into this fish, and hits something hard with his knife, and uh, digs into the fish, pulls it out. It's the fucking ring. Holy shit. Right. And that's exactly what he says. Holy shit. And then throws the ring on his hand and he starts jumping up and down like, oh my God, yes. And the fisherman just standing there looking at him like, what the fuck? And they, he goes running out the door all the way to the palace, gets up to the palace. There's guards standing in front of the palace. Right. And he assumes that the demon king has replaced the actual guards with demons that look like guards. So when they go to stop him, he pulls out the ring and he's like, look, I've got the ring. And they're like, oh, shit. Okay. And they move to the side like, okay, go on, get by. Yeah. So he gets into the palace, gets up to the throne room where there sits the king of the demons. And he goes running up to him and he's like, I am King Solomon and I've returned. And he like holds up his fist with the ring on it. And that, and the demon king, like instantly, like, poof, like vanishes, and like all his like Solomon clothes just fall into a pile on the floor, and he goes poof, out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as far as the story with King Solomon and the ring goes, like that's pretty much where it ends. Yeah. And at at this point in time, like. Uh, he hands it down to his kids who then hand it out to their kids. And then throughout time, it gets lost in time and uh, nobody really ever sees or hears from it again. And then you're like a lot of historians now are like, like want to find it. It's one of those ancient relics that yeah, these historians are like, would die to find you know it's probably in the basement at the vatican (laughs) probably um dude it's it's funny you say that uh one there is something cool i gotta i gotta bring up about king solomon but side note on his ring or uh one it like so i've heard that he passed it down but i've also heard it's laid to rest with him really so you got to find wherever he's laid, wherever he's buried, he still has the ring. Also, it has supposedly resurfaced a couple times. Like in 2012, I saw a thing where these, I don't know, agencies found some smugglers of rare antiquities in Turkey. And uh, one of them was a ring and they thought it was the ring of Solomon. Oh, really? Yeah, and they like you know all these historians got a hold of it. They started carbon dating, like oh shit. Now it was old, but it wasn't that damn old. Mm. Um, apparently, it was they they figured out it was a copy made in the Middle Ages. So it was still like thousands of years, you know, about, eh, maybe a thousand years old, but it wasn't you know back in BCE. Right. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up that I, I kept forgetting about and uh, made me think of Indiana Jones, but 
uh, King Solomon was in charge at his temple. The Temple of Solomon had the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, yeah. The tablets that they wrote the commandments on. So this dude is sitting on a powerhouse of, I don't know, uh, like supernatural power, that kind of thing. Like he's got the ring, which I've really, I really wished that when he grabbed the ring out of the fish that like they did that thing from like the eighties cartoons where he like put it in the air and it shined. Then all of a sudden he went from being a bum to like, tight costume king of solomon like <laughs> king yeah. solomon yeah, king f- solomon win <laughs> win ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude that would have been awesome like he man how he man trans yes yes i have the power uh, <laughs> that's what it, dude that's it he man is solomon right. um, <laughs> instead of a ring it's a sword uh oh yeah castle grayskull is the (laughs) temple of solomon where the ark of the covenant's at wow i'm really tying these two things together right now yeah Uh, yeah i drink those two drinks too quick um uh, send kevin smith an email having uh, include this into the new he-man series oh is he doing the he-man series oh yeah i did not know that i just I know we're getting off topic, but I just saw Rob Zombie's revamping the Munsters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was kind of excited. Like, oh, shit. I actually used to watch the Munsters back in the day. Oh, yeah. 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 Kevin Smith, I think, is the executive producer on a new, what's well, not a new He-Man series. It basically starts up where the 80s series left off. No shit. Now, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Like, and, and that, the, the animation and everything is like identical pretty much to the 80s yeah. show. Just a little. I, I saw, I think I saw, I saw that it was happening. I didn't know it was Kevin Smith. Yeah. It's definitely the tone of the 80s one, but it's still yeah. updated because, you know, 80s cartoons were a little, that, you know, did like the Scooby Doo thing where people would walk by and right. the back, it's like they're in one spot and they're walking, but the background is moving and it's like, oh, there's a third lamp I've seen in a row. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> are you tired of not getting pregnant? Do you ever wish that you had a bunch of illegitimate children like your favorite rock star or professional athlete? Does your husband not want kids, but you do? Well, try Holy Man brand condoms. See, our patented state-of-the-art technology does not allow for any wasted semen. Our famous mesh-tipped condoms help to funnel and allow every swimmer to become an Olympian. So when people don't respect your religion and make you grab for a condom, then you grab a Holy Man brand condom. When a little miracle needs to happen. So do you know about the story of the dragon from the north? No. Oh, okay, good. I get to tell you a story. So this involves the ring of Solomon, like in the year 1382 or some shit. Okay. Like in the 1300s, in the middle, in the the dark ages, like maybe, maybe when this ring that you were talking about was, was formed. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. 
So what's going on is people start traveling south. It kind of actually reminds me of like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because people are like running south, telling other people like there's a dragon up north and he's eating people. And what it, what this dragon is do is he'll fly down into a town, land there, and then and then he has these like fiery eyes. And if you look into the dragon's eyes, you get like transfixed and he like basically can control your your mind and your thoughts. And he the first couple hundred people that look into his eyes, he just has them just come in a flat out sprint to his mouth and he just eats them all right nice and then the rest of the town he has them basically just stand in a line and wait their turn to be eaten damn and then the ones who don't look him in the eyes they like try and run south to escape him and like whoever's like hiding inside their houses and shit he'll like whip his dragon tail around and keep like smashing shit and to try and get everybody in the town out. And then, you know, hopefully when they come running out of their house, they just happen to glance at his eyes and then boom, he's got them, right? Right. And then they get in his getting his fucking army of snacks. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then once he devours all of the people and livestock that live in this town because the the cows and shit are in it too they look up at him they're fucking they're coming too right (laughs) everybody everything everything. chickens all that shit yeah pigs like he's got them all right i feel like he's got the gaze of a homeless man standing on a street corner because you've never (laughs) met someone with more of an abrupt like intense gaze than a guy with a sign staring at you in your car you're like damn it don't look at him yeah. Oh. He was Solomon on the corner before he got his <laughs> ring back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'll used to be king. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So then once he completely knocks out one whole town, then he like jumps out and lands at the next town and like continues on and on and on. Right. Yeah. But he'll be at one town. And it'll take him like a month or two to get through a town before he moves to the next town. And this farmer's son hears about it from these people that escaped south to his to his village. And he starts asking around like, well, how like how do we defeat this thing? Because they tried all kinds of stuff. They tried to attack it and it's got these like scales that are super hard that they can't be penetrated by their spears and swords and shit and they try to set it on fire and that didn't work either like they tried all kinds of shit nothing's working right so he goes to the elders of his village and he's like how do we take care of this dragon that's coming for us and they say that the only thing that they can think of that could possibly defeat this dragon is the ring of Solomon. <laughs> of course. Of course. So he's like, okay, how uh, how the fuck do I get the ring of Solomon? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, do we even know if this exists? And they're like, we don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> they're like, so where do you think it is? And they're like, we don't know. <laughs> How do you know this is going to work? Eh, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. So, so he's like, all right, look, I'm going to go. I'm going to head east to uh, basically to Israel and try because he's like, this isn't some kind of like far Western Europe, right? Is like, I'm going to head east and try and find the Ring of Solomon, come back and save our village. So he heads east and he's like super amped up about this. He's ready to go. And like a year passes, no ring. Like, like that was like four or five years pass and he still hasn't found the ring and like in this time frame he gets uh robbed like a countless amount of times uh he gets kidnapped and like put into slavery a couple times he gets like beaten and left for dead a couple times (laughs) like but like so he ends up finding himself like on this creek bed like in like ruins just sitting there looking at the water and he's thinking like like i'm just gonna end it like i can't find the ring of solomon i can't i've done like i've ruined the pride that i had i've i've let my family and my village down i'm just gonna just fall into the water right here right now and in this and just as he's about to drop into the water somebody taps him on the back and he turns and looks and it's this old hermit and he looks at the hermit and he's like <coughs> or actually the hermit tells him he's like you probably shouldn't go diving in the water like that and, uh, and uh, he's like okay and then the hermit's like so you're on a quest to find the ring of Solomon right and the kids like uh i mean yeah actually i am he's like well then follow me and uh i'll tell you how to find the ring of solomon and he starts walking over to this cave over on the side of the hill and uh the kids just kind of sitting there looking at him and like in amazement like what the fuck like is this seriously happening right now am i hallucinating this shit like what's yeah. and then finally the hermit guy like turns back around and he's like do you want to find the ring or not like are you coming or what he's like <laughs> oh okay okay i'm coming i'm coming so he goes into this cave with this hermit and he's got like a, just a like a pile of straw over in a corner as a bed and like every flat surface that he has inside this cave of rock is covered with different potions everywhere right and uh so the kid asked the hermit he's like all right so how are you going to teach me to find the ring of solomon and he's like oh i i i, I don't know where the ring of solomon is <laughs> he's like he's like but the birds probably know he's like <laughs> the birds probably know he's like yeah the birds probably know and they could probably tell you where it's at He's like, the problem is you got to understand what the birds are saying. He's like, yeah, that's a problem. I don't know what the fuck birds are saying. So he's (laughs) like, well, here, I'm going to give you this potion. You have to drink this potion. I have to drink it three times for nine straight days. And after that, 
you will be able to understand what the birds are saying. He's like, all right. I mean, I was literally about to go kill myself. So yeah, I guess I'll drink this potion. It'll probably fucking kill me. But <laughs> this fucking dirty old hermit living in a cave is probably going to kill me. But yeah. fuck it. All right. This will yeah. be the way I go out. So he takes this potion three times a day, nine days in a row, right? And at the end of the nine days, the chirping in the trees actually turns into voices. And he can hear, like, literally what the birds are saying. He's like, holy shit, like, thank you. And they gives the hermit a big hug and shit. And he's like, all right, now continue on your quest and listen to the birds. And they will they will tell you where the ring of Solomon is, right? Yeah. So he, so he starts hiking again. And he's out there just hiking and listening to all the birds. And then like a month passes and he's like, all these, all these fucking birds talk about is worms and bugs. He's like, there's a worm, there's a worm, there's a worm. Oh no, fly away, fly away, fly away. There's a worm, there's a worm, there's a worm. It's like, God damn it, that's all they ever talk about. And like after a month of listening to this, he's like, like this is bullshit. <laughs> like now I could just hear birds talking. <laughs> and then, like right as he's about to give up again, he hears these birds that are they've been following him like this whole day and they're laughing at him and then the one bird starts talking to this other bird and he's like <laughs> he's like isn't it hilarious that this guy's been out here searching for this stupid ring this whole time and he's walking the wrong direction and they start laughing <laughs> right and now is now he's his ears are pierced he's like oh okay these fuckers they know i'm walking the wrong direction yeah and then the first bird starts telling the second bird like yeah he's like man he's like yeah i know right where that fucking ring is he's like it's the other direction these uh these witch maidens have it over over here and they got they've been living forever and uh this the head maiden she has to go to this pond like once a month to like literally wash the age off of her face and then she looks young and beautiful again and like dude like we can go there you want to go there and like watch her like bathe in this pond it'd be pretty <laughs> sweet and the other bird's like fuck yeah let's go watch this chick bathe in this pond that sounds yeah. fucking righteous so they go <laughs> and they start flying the other direction towards this pond and they of course the kids here and hears all this shit right so he's like oh and he starts like jogging behind these birds to follow him yeah gets to this pond and he's sitting there looking at this pond and then a few minutes later he hears like something coming through the woods so he goes and he hides behind this bush and sure enough here comes this maiden she looks like she's i don't know like our age right yeah she gets down into the pond starts splashing herself with the water and then she comes back up out of the pond and she's like 20. <laughs> <laughs> and then she like does she has to do like this whole like nine circles around the pond doing this enchantment or whatever i don't know some bullshit part of the story and while she's doing that she just happens to stumble upon the kid hiding in his bushes right and she's like who the fuck are you and why are you at my magical pond and he's like, oh, I'm just a, 
I'm just a vagrant. I'm just a, you know, nobody. I'm just a homeless man traveling. And uh, of course, her being a witch, he didn't want to say anything about how he can hear birds talk, right? Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, all right. So she's looking him over and she's like, you know, I've always wanted to have somebody that uh, I could settle down with. And this kid, you know, even though he's kind of homeless looking, he's fairly attractive. I think if we cleaned him up a little bit, he'd be all right. Yeah. So she's like, come with me back to my house and uh, and we'll we'll take care of you. We'll get you some food. You sleep on a sleep on a bed and a warm pillow instead of sleeping on that moss on the ground. Yeah. Have a nice futon and a frozen pizza. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. So, and then he hears the birds up in the tree saying like, yeah, hey, she actually does have a really nice house. Like not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, all right, shit. All right, let's go back to your house. So he starts following her back to the house. And as he's following her back to the house, he overhears the birds saying that, uh, that he's lucky that she found him and that he's lucky that he's going to get to sleep in her house, this beautiful maiden's house or whatever. But he better watch out because uh, if he gives her any of his blood, he's basically selling his soul to her. Ah. So he overhears this too as he's going to the house. He's like, oh, okay, I'll keep that note taken. You know? Yeah. Appreciate <laughs> so he, it. Right. <laughs> So he gets in the house and uh, she starts, they like basically, and it's, and this house is like, it's like a whole house full of these witch maidens, right? And, uh, <laughs> and so he's like just surrounded by these beautiful women now and they clean him and feed him and the whole nine. Sounds and, terrible. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and he gets a good night's sleep on a nice warm bed and pillow and blankets and the whole all that and it gets up the next morning and the and the next day the head maiden girl who found him uh proposes marriage to him and he's like wow like okay um i'm not really sure that i'm ready for that i mean we've known each other a day <laughs> yeah he's like i appreciate the gesture and I appreciate everything you guys have done but I mean marriage wow that's a lot that's a lot of commitment there yeah and uh and she's like she's like look like I will even give you this this uh powerful ring as your like wedding like like marriage uh wedding ring as your wedding ring right why could I not think of wedding ring yeah <laughs> so so he's like, at first he's playing it off like, nah, 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 and she's like, look, look, this ring's super powerful. Like, it's super powerful. Like, I think you would want this ring. And he's like, all right, all right. If it's, if this ring's so powerful, like, what does it do? So she starts telling him about all the different powers that the ring has, right? Apparently, depending on which ring or which finger you put the ring on, it has different special powers. Okay. If you put the ring on your pinky, you turn into a bird and can fly. Sweet. If you put it on your ring finger, you turn 
uh, invisible and you can't be seen or heard. If you put it on your middle finger, uh, I don't know. There's some other magical power. I can't remember. Yeah. But I know if you point it on your pointer finger, then you can like basically like uh, the Green Lantern. Like you could just make anything out of. Oh, that's like, cool. Shit, right? Yeah. And then finally, if you put it on your thumb, it gives you like superhuman strength. Nice. Okay, so she's like describing all this to him about the ring and he's like well let's see it like prove it so she brings out the ring and she like puts it on her thumb and she like does something and it's like lifts something up or whatever oh lifts up this big boulder and he's like that's that's badass he's like let me try it she's like okay so he puts it on his thumb and he like slaps like karate chops his fucking boulder into it's like little people until like the whole courtyard is all gravel now now she's got a gravel courtyard right yeah <laughs> and he's like that's pretty awesome he's like so if i take it off and i my thumb he takes it off his thumb and i put it on which finger is it again that i can build stuff with and she's about to say your pointer finger but as she's saying that he slides it onto his ring finger and disappears and she's like, yeah, yeah, you put it on your ring finger. That's the one that makes you disappear. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a couple minutes later, he hear, she hears a noise at the edge of the courtyard and looks over and he has done slipped it into his pinky finger and turned into a bird and started flying up into the air. <clears throat> she's like, yeah, yeah, you turn into a bird when you put it on your pinky <laughs> finger. Like, like, yeah, fly around, see how you like it, come back. Yeah. And she's standing there for like 10, 15 minutes. And then she's like, hmm, I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> yeah. I think I just got conned. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, he like flies as fast as he can to that uh, hermit's cave lands at that hermit's cave and hands him the ring because before he left the hermit was telling him that if he found the ring that he could bring it to him and he would he would basically study the ring and tell him how he could use the ring to then defeat the dragon back in his home village or whatever yeah so he brings the ring to the hermit and the, and he's like alright here's the ring uh tell me what it says so I can go defeat this dragon and Hermit's like whoa 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 hold up it's going to take me like seven weeks to figure this out he's like seven fucking weeks dude are you serious he's like yeah seven weeks so uh, pull up a spot and get cozy because I got some studying to do so seven weeks and one day later he goes to the kid and he's like all right after all the studying I've done on the ring, I figured it out. I know how you can defeat the dragon. He's like, all right, cool. What is it? What do I do? And he's like, all right, what you need to do is you fly back. And then when you get back, you build an iron horse. And he's like, okay, like, how do I, what do I do with an iron horse? He's like, well, it's got to have wheels on it so it can move he's like okay well so that's like a 
like an iron cart that's shaped like a horse. He's like, no, it's an iron horse. It's not an iron cart. It's an iron horse with wheels on it instead of legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay, okay, whatever. Then what? He's like, and then you'd make a 20-foot long spear, and you have a chain attached to it. And what you're going to do is you're going to come riding up on this iron horse to the dragon, and then you're going to throw the spear into the dragon. And once once the spear's in the dragon, you're going to take the other end of the chain, and you're going to stake it into the ground. And then the dragon won't be able to go anywhere and he's going to start getting hungry. And then he's going to get weak because he's not eating anything. And once he's weak after three or four days, then you can beat him to death by putting the ring on your thumb and just punching him really hard in the face. (laughs) And the kid looks at the hermit and he's like, look, man, it took you seven fucking weeks for you to tell me that I just got to put the ring on my thumb and beat the thing in the face to kill it. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, basically. Yeah, that's I mean, that's what but you got to do the whole thing with the iron horse and all that. Yeah, but I really want the iron horse. Like that was the best part. Right. (laughs) That was the seven weeks. Right. Right. (laughs) So he does this. So he, he flies back to the town, lands into this town. And uh, and tells like the the which I don't understand why he didn't just point it on his pointer finger and like create the iron horse, but for some reason he had like the blacksmiths build him an iron horse with big wheels on it. Yeah, and he got this big spear and he's got the chain attached to it and the whole nine yards after right, and then all of a sudden they hear this rumble. And then, like, okay, the dragon has landed close by. So we're going to, he tells all the villagers, like, all right, take off running south. I'm going to take care of this now. So he jumps up on the iron horse and he grabs his spear with the chain attached to it. And he's like, all right, let's fucking do this. And then he just sits there. Because apparently an iron horse doesn't really move itself. It's not alive. (laughs) So it's literally just sitting there yeah it's heavy as shit so so then he hears a bird behind him start laughing talking about how this idiot he's sitting on top of this iron horse he doesn't know that all he has to do is take that spear and like use it as like a pushing rod or whatever with the thumb with the with a ring on his thumb so he's super strong and use it like a gondola in the land and just push himself really fast with a spear. If, if only he could figure that out. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, thanks, bird. Yeah. Thanks, bird. Why are these birds so fucking smart? <laughs> uh. <laughs> so that's what he does. He starts going and he's like going like super fast. He's got this iron horse just fucking hauling ass, right? Comes up on the comes up on the dragon, gets ready to, and you can't look at the dragon, otherwise it'll hypnotize you, right? So he's like got right. his eyes closed, and he's got the spear ready, and then right as he's about to get close to the dragon to throw the spear at it, the dragon like sees him coming, turns his head, and like basically just reaches down to just eat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so as he's getting close, he like feels the heat from the dragon's breath get close to him. And he like like peeks, like barely peeks and sees like the bottom of the dragon's mouth and like just like dives sideways off the iron horse real quick. And that just barely in the nick of time and the dragon like clenches down on this big iron horse and starts eating it and chucking on this iron horse, right? Yeah. And because it's made out of solid iron, it's taken the dragon like a couple minutes to actually eat this thing. And while he's doing that, dude gets up off the ground, grabs this big spear and hauls the spear at him. And it goes right through like the bottom of his jaw and out the other side and sticks into the ground. Nice. Then he grabs the other end of the chain, stakes that shit into the ground. And now the dragon is secured chained to the ground right nice yeah so he stands back he basically just stands back out of the dragon's way and sits down and chills and just hangs out for like three whole days and the villagers all hate these three days because as the dragon's like twirling around trying to get out of these chains it's said in the story that it's like an earth like a constant earthquake going on 24 hours a day for three straight days yeah while this thing's trying to get out right and finally finally it wears itself out and it just lumps down on the ground because it had no food and can't move for three straight days so then dude puts a ring on his thumb walks up climbs up on top of the dragon and just beats the shit out of the dragon's head until it dies (laughs) (laughs) damn End of the dragon, right? The king of the village is so happy, he gives his daughter the princess to the kid, right? Right. <laughs> As they always do. Yeah, always. Yeah. So now the kid is now the prince, and they have like a 40-day festival to celebrate the triumph over the dragon. And at the end of the 40 days... uh they actually end the festival because people start dying by the hundreds because of sickness. Oh, shit. And they start wandering around looking like, why are people dying? Why are all these people getting sick and dying? And the dude looks over on the horizon and he's like, it might be because of that giant ass fucking dragon carcass that's just laying up there. Rotting, rotting to death, right? Yeah, for the last 40 days, and that we never did anything about. Like, yeah. that's probably why, right? Seeping into the water supply, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> so they're like, Well, now it's now the dragon's too big and it's too decayed to fucking move, so we got to figure out how we're going to take care of this thing. Dude's like, All right, look, I know this guy, he's a hermit, he lives in a cave, he lives off to the east somewhere. Uh, let me turn into a bird, fly over there, ask him. He seems to have a lot of knowledge. Maybe he'll know how to get rid of this dragon. So he puts the ring on his pinky. Well, first he gives his new bride a kiss, right? The princess. And she's like, I love you. I'll be, I'll be here waiting for you forever. Yeah. Turns into a bird, flies off to see the hermit, right? Halfway to the hermit's house. He gets hit in the head while he's soaring over these trees 
by something and falls to the ground. When he wakes up, he's back in human form and his ring's missing. And he starts looking around and up walk, <laughs> up come walking up to him is the witch maiden. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and she's like, you thought you could get away with that bullshit, didn't you? And she's like, look, we had a guy who tried to fuck us over one time before. You might have heard of him. His name was Merlin. Uh-huh. And what we did with him was we locked him was we locked him in a cave in a cave and we made him starve to death. Well, he got it better than you're going to get it because we're going to lock your ass in a cave, too. But we're going to show up every two or three days. And we're going to give you some food, just enough to stay alive. And you're going to live the rest of your days to a ripe old age in this fucking cave. And we're going to make sure of it. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> like, all right. So they take him to this cave. They chain him up. And sure enough, that's what happens for like four or five years. He's living in this cave. <laughs> and they would just show up every couple of days and give him food and water just so he can live. And once a year, every year on the anniversary of the day that the the uh, witch maiden captured him, she'll show up and like harass him for a little bit and shit and then leave. <laughs> like, happy anniversary, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so then one day, they brought him some food and water and shit and left, closed the whatever, the boulder that's closing the entrance of the cave or whatever. And then like 20 minutes later, he hears the boulder open again. And he thinks that that's odd because, you know, normally they're gone for a couple of days before they come back. And then he hears footsteps. And then he looks up and he sees it's not a witch maiden at all. It's the hermit. And the hermit like sees him. And like mumbles a couple words and the chains turn to dust and he helps the guy up and a couple of the village warriors show up and they pick him up and they carry him all the way back to the cave of the hermit. And on the way back to the cave of the hermit, he finds out that his bride, his new bride never gave up on him. And for the last four or five years has been searching for the cave of the hermit and, <laughs> and finally found the cave of the hermit and told him what happened and somehow the hermit within a couple days found the cave that they had because he knows all the fucking caves in the town right yeah <laughs> they found that cave where that guy was and they waited until the the witch maidens left and as soon as they got without an earshot he just went in and got him <laughs> basically <laughs> simple enough right yeah easy extraction <laughs> yeah in and out right and uh so that's what they do and they they get him and uh clean him up take him back to the village uh and shortly after he gets back to the village uh the king finally passes away and he now lives as the king and she the queen in this palace and for the rest of his days he has like this whole army surrounding his palace and uh, never would and would never go outside after dark the, until the day that he died because of fear that 
the witch maidens would come down from the skies with the ring and capture him and take him back to the cave. And, and that's when like the dark ages of witchcraft started is he started murdering every innocent person <laughs> fearing witchcraft. Yeah. Um, by the way, that story had like three endings. I was like, okay, this is the end of it. And you're like, oh shit, it's still going. Yeah. Holy shit, he's in a cave now and he's starving to death. What the hell? Like, that was wild. That was a wild ride. Uh, <laughs> I um, yeah, and at the end of that story, the witches have the ring and yeah. you never see it or hear from it again. Now, I there was something about that. You know, you're talking about him being able to hear the birds. There is a part of the King Solomon saga, the game of Solomon that we've been talking about. Um, but apparently, like, one of the things I heard about, and that it, it definitely translates to the ring as well, but, like, one of him, the, one of the reasons he had so much wisdom is they said he had the language of the flowers. Like, he could hear the grass talk to each other and the birds talk and all this. And I've even read that the, the ring gives you the ability to talk to animals. So it's kind of funny. That was part of your story. I'm like, Oh my God. I just, I, I remember hearing that like the yeah. rings power is the heart ring from captain planet. Like he can talk <laughs> to animals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other ones was kind of cool too. Uh, like, you know, super strength, visibility, all that, you know, all the ones from the fantastic four. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but it like, that's wild. It, and, you know, there was a story about King Solomon that I remember now that was uh, that actually had to do with like his wisdom. And arguably you could think about him being a able to talk to animals but it was like this is like a minor story not as epic as yours by any means but it was one of those like you know like the baby where he like like we got a baby whose is it i don't know like let's see what happens uh it was like that but it was someone had real flowers and someone had made fake flowers and they couldn't tell the difference between the two and it was like they needed to know for whatever reason well, right. the wise King Solomon then opened up the window and it, in some circles, he called in a couple bees and the, <laughs> the bees came in and the bees would land on the real flower Oh wow! because they could smell the real flower right. and they could tell the difference. So then once the bees landed on the real flower, they're like, those are the real ones. Those are the fakes. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I mean, it's funny because to us that makes sense. But uh, back then, fucking mind blown, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, like, like they just saw the end of the sixth sense. Yeah, like, Bruce Willis, what? what? Uh, <laughs> it was that all along? <laughs> yeah, I do have some crazy information that I didn't like. You hear about this? I don't know, like. This reminded me of like Hellboy. Oh shit! Uh, so you're talking about the dragon? Yeah. So there, there is an actual book uh, called the Grand the Grand Grimoire. Oh my god, I can't say this word right now. The Grand Grimoire. Grimoire. The Grand Grimoire of the Red Dragon. Yes. 
the great something of Solomon. He's wrote a bunch of books. This is the art of controlling celestials. It's how to it's how to control demons is what it is. Yeah. Even it's said to control the devil himself kind of thing. And then other people argue that it's it's actually saying that it is a forced like it is the like to be evil kind of thing because they say like you never know if you're controlling the force or the force is controlling you because every I saw this which by the way we didn't really mention this but kind of vaguely but we say demons a lot this episode but we also mean genies because just yes. depending on what religion you're talking about but I also saw or jinn or jinn um, but every uh, every person that I, I saw on the, my research is. Uh, uh I, I saw this thing that said everyone that can use magic is either using a gin or they're using them. So they get mm-hmm. their magic from gin. And I'm right. like, oh shit. And like, but except for Solomon, because he was imbued with this power from God. Right. Uh, but the crazy thing that grabbed my attention, not just the grimoire or like you know, the couple books that Solomon actually wrote that was actually supposed to help, I think, his sons, like give his sons discipline. But fast forward till a dark time in American history, but the Nazis were after a lot of occult uh, things, and right. one of them being the Ring of Solomon. Oh, yeah. And they went in the Middle East and actually got uh, two, like, that's why you always, that's like, even in like, uh, what is it? Indiana Jones, like there's a bunch of Nazis out in the desert. Why? Well, they're looking for the art of the covenant. That wasn't just what they're looking at. They're looking for right. everything occult, anything that they thought could have power. And part of the thing I saw that the reason the ring is lost, much like the sword in the stone. Uh, if you find the ring of Solomon, you become the king of Israel. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, you know, the, in the power being what it is, they wanted the power to like rule all the nations, that kind of thing. Um, so much so that uh, one of the things that this kind of blew my mind, but uh, in March of 2016, a collection of 13,000 occult and witchcraft books were found in the National Library of the Czech Republic in Prague. It belonged to Hendrik Himmler, an SS chief officer. Wow. Yeah. And they still like, have that shit? Yeah. Uh, like they found it and I guess they're going through it. I mean, that wasn't that long ago. They right. found this motherfucker's stash. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, that's like Hellboy shit going on. Oh, yeah. Fucking, fucking Nazis. Uh, <laughs> um but yeah it was just like i saw that i was like holy shit they really were like i don't know i just i I always heard about an indiana jones and hellboy and all that and i just kind of like yeah yeah sure i didn't realize how much they actually did that shit right oh yeah it was uh it was a full-time job for these guys yeah uh that's crazy but yeah that was definitely one of the uh, totems that they were looking for was the ring of Solomon along with the Ar- Ark of the covenant, as we've all seen on Indiana Jones. But I saw uh, this, or I read this book about this guy. He was, uh, he was like a scientist with, uh, a, but like Lockheed and a bunch of these other, uh, companies that 
basically started our NASA programs, right? And he was talking about in this whole book, he's talking about how he had all these uh, secretaries and women that worked with him that were all basically aliens. <laughs> they called them the star women. Nice. And, it, and, uh, and then he, at the end of the book, he's talking about how uh, basically we weren't the only ones who had these women that the, the Nazis also had these women. What? And I'm like, really? So I like Google search that shit. And sure enough, there was like these nine women who were like part of this, whatever. And they were known to like, they had super long hair. They were all like super, like uh super attractive, like ungodly attractive. And they all could like basically go into these trances and talk to extraterrestrials. And they like worked for the Nazis. <laughs> That's fucking wild. That sounds like something out of a sci-fi novel. Yeah. Um, but it's like all like legit shit. And then when like when uh, they finally got uh, captured or they like, you know, Hitler kills himself and the Nazis get taken over by the Allied forces. Right. Yeah. Like these women vanish. Never to be seen or heard from again. Maybe just because the allies took him and concealed him. Maybe but, uh, just completely lost the history. They don't. They don't know where they went. Never mm-hmm. heard from them again. Gone. So this has inspired me. <laughs> that I, th- I I figured out the end game for the podcast. Okay. <laughs> After we've gone and combed over all the obscure, all we sit down and write either a book. Or a movie <laughs> oh, yeah. with what we find to be the wildest shit that we've researched. <laughs> yeah, dude. If it wasn't for this podcast, I wouldn't have looked into any of the shit that I've looked into the last two years. No, no. There's been shit I didn't even want to look up, but I looked into it. Hell, I wasn't even done researching this, and I was like, damn it. I've got to, I was kind of like doing like last like trying to like go back over some videos I didn't get to watch. And then right before we kind of started this one and I was like, I don't want to stop. Like, I kind of want to keep going. Like, I want to learn about this dude. Like it was like really uh, interesting, I guess. Good. Uh, Yeah. Like the whole, this whole King Solomon thing really kind of grabbed my interest a little bit. Um, But yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. uh, Solomon is badass. Yeah. The whole, his whole life, uh, that whole story of his life is pretty wild. Yeah, I think we could have a. I think we could have a very long. We, dude, we could write an encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the because of the the randomness and how far we jump from one end to another. We would be an obscure trivia night. We could walk <laughs> in and just lay it down. Uh, <laughs> Like, oh, we yeah, could host we could host a serverless thoughts trivia night that's an idea holy shit that is an idea yeah from like all the random shit that we learn on this yeah nobody would know the answers to this shit and that would be a great podcast episode oh yeah oh dude that's not bad because you know you always you know you always see podcasts do live which we definitely need to you know 
the world's getting back to normal a little bit at a time. Like start doing a live broadcast. That would be cool as shit to do one of those. Yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah. All right. You got anything else about the ring of Solomon? Not much. I mean, uh, I, I think the last thing I had in my head was I was like, I definitely wanted to bring up the Nazi things just because like how much they were sought after. You know, he was a playboy, definitely had a lot. Uh, I know the rise and fall of Solomon, arguably, which I think is kind of funny with the story you told with the demons or the djinn taking over. Um, you know, a, another rendition was that Solomon like built his first temple in honor of God and then kind of started to not lose face, but lost focus and started to worry about his, his self than other than what else is out there kind of thing. Like he was being selfish and that's what ended up taking him down. And that's kind of like a good mirrored of the story you were telling about. Like he just kept getting more and more Jin, like this is my army. Right. You all can't do it. And his cockiness is what ended up throwing him back down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if, uh, no, but other than that, I mean, that was, that's pretty much it. I mean, if you find the ring of Solomon, definitely keep that shit. Uh, uh yeah. Let us know. Send us an email yeah. at uh soberless thoughts at gmail.com. And <laughs> uh, we'd like to, we'd like to play with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or you can uh, find us on all of our social medias. Uh, Facebook at Soberless Thoughts, Instagram at Soberless Thoughts, Twitter at Think Soberless, or just search Soberless Thoughts. Uh, you got friends out there who like to drink and like to listen to random ass shit that uh, we talk about on this podcast. Let them know and uh, have them uh, comment, rate, and review our podcast just like you did uh, yeah. last week. Also, uh, um, I can't think of anything else, actually. <laughs> website. Any, anywhere anywhere that you find podcasts and like podcasts, we're there officially. We have, yep. we have taken over all podcast things, and we are there. Go to soberlessthoughts.com if you don't have a podcast thing, and then you can find all the shit there. Uh, eventually, at some point in time, we will have merchandise that you can buy, like T-shirts, hats, uh, koozies, bottle openers, all that shit. Um, maybe one day we'll start a Patreon page so we can pay for all that shit so you can have all that shit. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's Herbalist Thoughts. Alex, what do we say when we get out of here? We like to say, when you're in the skillet, you need to stay cheesy, keep it greasy, and flip on out. <laughs>